Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics where we have your busts in rounds one through five. Chris, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. So we picked a bust in all first five rounds. It should be should be interesting. Should be juicy. I mean, of course, we picked we both picked one player in each round. Of course, in the after average draft position that we thought would be a bust, or not necessarily a bust or over over overvalued, overdrafted guys that you are spending a little too much on. Yes, Um, little reach. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. I think it's, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different. Definitely going to be different. Okay, do you want to start it off? I'll let you start it off because I agree with the same. You kind of stole him from me because I was going to pick him. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, if you listen to me, I mean, we know why. I've but heard you say it a few times. Why don't you go for it? All right, Aaron Jones, running back, Green Bay Packers. He is first on my bus list with an average draft position of going late first round. And I think I think everybody knows he had a massive touchdown year, 17 touchdowns, and everybody kind of knows or probably assumes he's going to have a touchdown regression. They drafted a running back. I mean, this is still the Aaron Rodgers show. Devontae Adams is still there. And you, you know a regression is looming, so that means your production and your value of a first-round running back is just not going to be there. And for that reason, I would rather take someone like Joe Mixon later on in the picks. I'd probably go with a Julio, maybe. That might be a little bit of a reach depending on your league format. But somewhere around there, I'd rather skip out on Aaron Jones this year. Yeah, I mean, you you do have to think that he's going to have some regression. The, the touchdown regression is going to be there. And the draft of A.J. Dillon who is going to take some of that goal line carries away. He's a big guy. Absolutely. He's so a big guy. definitely a little overvalued in my opinion. Definitely going to have some regression. I love the pick. Love All right. Pick. Thank you. Where'd so you now this got a little interesting because Aaron Jones got taken off. So I'm going to do a little, a little spice here, a little oh. hot take. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to be my first round bust player that I'm going to pick. Um, the reason why is when you're drafting someone in fantasy football, you're obviously, you don't want them to be game scripted out, right? Fair. You want to make sure that you have a guy who's going to be on the field at all times. Uh, and Derrick Henry is not that guy. He has never been that guy. His his highest receptions were 18 receptions in a season. Uh, 13 receptions, 11, 15, 18 uh, last year. And he had a very long reception last year, 75 yards. I do see uh, some regression from him. I like Derrick Henry, but I see him as a bust if they get behind in games. I'm going with him. If it is a standard scoring league, I'd pick him. And be very comfortable with it. In a PPR format, you might be at a disadvantage taking him so early in the draft. Yeah, I mean, you, this is the first round. You're assuming none of these guys are going to bust. You're hoping that all of these are safe. Exactly. So it, it's got a little spice to it. Got a little hot takey right there. But Derrick Henry is the guy I am a little more concerned about 
especially in PPR and half PPR leagues in the first round. Yeah, fair enough. Now, for my second round, this one was really hard. I looked at this list and I had to like scan it like three times I think, going. I think this was just difficult this in general difficult. in the, in the first three rounds. That's, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you look at them and you, you see talent everywhere. Yeah. So now you have to pick pick and choose in between there and, and go from that. Yeah, but, so yeah. I, I just chose probably the least likely to succeed. And this might be a little bit of a hot take. I don't know if it's how spicy, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> got a little spice. That's, that's a little spice. It's got a little spice. That's a little spice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a monster. I mean, he's a top five wide receiver in the league, but he, he's on a new team. We don't know if he's a scheme fit. We know wide receivers tend to be a scheme fit players, same as uh, you know, like cornerbacks, linebackers, and all that good stuff. But he's not the main guy there anymore. They got a Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> and I mean he's old, but I still consider him the number one receiver on that team. And while they still have Kenyon Drake, I mean they got they got Kyler Murray's legs, Kyler Murray's arm, and all that good stuff on that offense. You have to think about that division, that division. He's going against Jalen Ramsey twice a year. He'll be going against Richard Sherman twice a year. And Jalen Ramsey has never allowed over a hundred yards receiving when going against Deandre Hopkins. So, I mean, you're going against two tough matchups four tough matchups. If you're going to include in the Niners and then out of the Seahawks will have something in their sleeve. So I, I'm not confident taking him in the early second round. I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, his schedule is definitely rough. I mean, it's around the 17th uh, hardest for wide receivers. Uh, he's definitely going to go against a lot of people. He, it's DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to make plays. But are you going to get that value there? And like we said, it is a little difficult going through one through five, trying to pick who's going to be bust and who's oh, yeah. not. Uh, I like the little spice to it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. So my guy is might not be spicy enough. Okay. Um, some people love him. Some people don't. Um, Amari Cooper is my bust for the second round. Uh, I'm concerned about him, sp- Dak spreading the wealth on that team. You do have Zeke Elliott, who is going to get his touches. Mm-hmm. You have CeeDee Lamb you just drafted. You have Gallup as well. Amari Cooper has been pretty frustrating for a lot of people over the past couple of years. Um, you're looking at a guy who should be a wide receiver one almost every game to wide receiver two consistently, but he hasn't been consistent even to obviously with the Raiders, but even with Dallas, he hasn't been very consistent at all. So there is a concern there and you can go elsewhere. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, fair enough right there. Yeah. Okay. So the third one, I don't think is that spicy. I'm actually surprised he's here this early on the list and it's Chris Carson. I mean, the the Seahawks love running the ball, but they just signed Carlos Hyde. They drafted a not running back, and they still have Rashad Penny on that roster. Probably won't be. You think so? Someone's going to get cut. Someone's going to cut. I don't think they're going to cut a first-rounder. I think Chris Carson will be the first one to go just because he's an undrafted free agent. I mean, he had seven fumbles last year. You you, You can't forget about that, that he is just a turnover machine. He's also an injury machine. He has not finished a 16-game season, and he hasn't even came close to it. I think his highest was around 12. So equal that to a 17-game season, he's done. I like it. I like it. So my third round bust is going to be Leonard Fournette. And I know you you weren't the happiest about it. Not really. Don't get me wrong. He is looks obviously like the third round the the leader of that running back position for that team. 
But is that Jaguars team good? No, it's not. Are they going to be down in a lot of games? They are. Probably. So maybe he's going to get a little more receptions. Not with Chris Thompson being signed. His upside is lowering, lowering, lowering. And they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which does not look like they are going to keep him long-term. So they're not going to feed him the way we think he's going to be fed. And with not being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, with Chris Thompson coming in and, and taking some of that off of his plate, it, it's it's not looking good for him. No, not at all. And especially in a dynasty format where if a team is not willing to pick up a running back's fifth option, that means that they don't necessarily want to keep him. And if you look around the league, there's no teams open to pick up a running back. There's a lot of talented running backs right now on the free agency so that is bad news. I would put him as a trade candidate in a dynasty league. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's going to be hard to see him go in the top 15 at RBs, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just He might get a decent amount of volume, but volume doesn't really matter with Leonard Fournette. Obviously, we want volume. I mean, it's usually about three yards per carry almost because mm-hmm. that team is not very good. We were hoping there was going to be an upgrade. Uh, the offensive line is a little bit better, but... You still have Minshew. There's there's no quarterback available there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be rough for him this year, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Now, my fourth rounder draft bus is going to be no other than Keenan Allen. Oof. Out of all people. Oof. I mean, I think, I think the uncertainty at QB play is huge and something you really have to factor in. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback starting opening day, I feel like you have an issue. Or, yeah. Her- or Herbert. Or Herbert, even Herbert. I mean, that that is very justifiable. I mean, he hasn't had more than six touchdowns in a season since 2013. Oh. And we don't even have to talk about his injury-prone problems. I mean, you're going to get a couple great, fantastic wide receiver one games out of him. But then he's just going to disappear, and he's going to stick inside your IR slot on your fantasy, he's just going to hold a slot that you just need to get rid of at one point, and then eventually Keenan Allen is just going to be in that spot. He's had so much volume, just drastic amounts of volume every, every year, which has been saving him a lot. And obviously with Phillip Rivers, that have been throwing the ball up just like a crazy person, and now he's on the Colts. It is going to be interesting to see what happens with Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. And I like Keenan Allen. I like Keenan I like, Allen a lot. I really do, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to see. I think I think last year we had Keenan Allen in our top ten wide receiver list. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to like scroll back far into our podcast listing, but he was definitely there. We're gonna have to figure it out and go from there. Oh yeah, my number four for fourth round as a bust is. Do you know? Do you know who I'm about to say? I, I just I just saw it you right now. I just saw it on your screen, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's someone who I talk about a decent amount. Yeah, Actually, we, we, it's we the coach. About the coach I talk about a we, decent we talk amount. A decent amount. Le'Veon Bell. You know, he is getting up in age. If I remember correctly, he's about 28. Um, as running backs getting older in age, they start to decrease a little bit. That's pretty obvious. But I think the biggest aspect for me is Adam Gase. It obviously seems like he does not want Le'Veon Bell to carry the rock a good 300 touches a year. You know, bringing in Frank Gore, drafting a running back in the fourth round, it it really seems like he just wants wants to just spread the ball around at running back and doesn't really care about the talent of Lev Bell, which is going to hurt this year. Again, it, Again. It's, it's very sad. Everywhere Adam Gase goes, it seems like players just, talented players, 
very good players just fall off the wagon. And this is my main reason is the coaching because scheme does matter, as we say. Scheme matters, and Adam Gase just does not have one on his arsenal. Uh, it really hurts to see somebody so good just get wasted. I think it happens a lot, though. Yeah, I do think it happens more than we more than we think. I can't think of a superstar player just kind of get thrown away like the way Lev Bell looks like he's getting thrown away right now. Yeah, I mean, can you think of another one on the top of your head? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake playing with Arizona, he, playing great. Yes, he, he was, got revived. Uh, I mean, he was with Adam Gase. Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> he was with Adam Gase. Uh, Devontae Parker playing a little bit better. He was with Adam Gase. Should I, should I go on, sir? Should how about I go a, on? How about a non-Adam Gase coach player? <sighs> okay, okay. Randy Moss, Vikings. Absolute monster, correct? Goes to the Oakland Raiders, plays horrendous, doesn't want to play. Goes to the Patriots, puts up. I think it was like 20 touchdowns yeah. the next season. He broke the record, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he broke the record. And then, he went, then he went to the Niners, had a great Super Bowl run. Of that course, was the 50 touchdown you know, season of Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yep. And then, yeah. then to the Niners, they had a Super Bowl run there. Fortunately, didn't win that. And then I guess that was the end of his stint. That's a good point. Randy Moss played for the Niners? Yeah, you didn't know that? Come on. I don't pay attention to the Niners. <laughs> How old was Randy Moss? 57? He still was more productive than when he was on the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I gotta look that up too, by the way. So I'll let you go to your next yeah, one. Yeah, well, while I, well, yeah, I yeah, do, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So the fifth rounder, uh, Stefan Diggs. I think this one is interesting because he is such a good receiver. But the issue is, is he's going on a team where you had a more proven QB, a more proven offense, in a great system that schemed him open, especially the deep pass to a team on the Bills where there's just a lot of uncertainty. I mean, they have John Brown. They got, you know, their uh, Devin Singletary. They got a unproven quarterback in Josh Allen, who I really like and I have him as my starter in Dynasty, but he had surprisingly the worst deep ball out of all quarterbacks last year and the lowest completion rate of the deep ball, the, even though being touted as one of the best deep ball throwers. So... With John Brown there and Stefan Diggs new to that team, new to that scheme, and with an unproven quarterback, I, I'm not ready to spend a fifth-round draft pick on Stefan Diggs. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree. I'm, I'm not a fan of Stefan Diggs. To go back to the Niner aspect. Here, okay, let's okay? Right, let's so 28 receptions, 434 yards on the Niners. And let's go to the Oakland Raiders. 42 receptions, 553 yards, three touchdowns. Okay. And then 60 receptions, 100 or 1,005 yards, and eight touchdowns. So okay. you're incorrect about. So, but he had two years with the Raiders, one year with the Niners. Yes, but both years were better than the Niners. But I mean, he also was 112 when he was playing with the Niners. Yeah, that was he his was last definitely year. very old. Yes, 42, okay. 60. Yeah. But he took the Niners to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, the Raiders were a pass-first team at that point because, one, they were losing all their games The Raiders anywhere. were horrible exactly. at that point, and the Niners which has were been 90% of the time. After halftime, the 2012-2013 Niners defense was so good that they were you running the ball. You didn't have to do anything. You had yeah, Colin were, Kaepernick, yeah. and you literally didn't have to do anything. They, they were you running had a run, the ball You had a run game, and you had a defense. That's yeah. literally it. Yeah, so if it, you had a special teams, you probably went into the Super Bowl more than once. Yeah. 
God damn that's got to hurt. That's, did that hurt the soul? It did. That's Kyle okay, Williams. dog. That's okay. That's okay. So let's let's go to my next guy, Darius Geis. He's on the list. He is on the list, and he it's amazing. He has ADP of fifth of round. Fifth round. I think it's it's very low fifth round, almost the early sixth. But I had to bump him a little bit just so I could talk about Darius Geis. Uh, he's entering his third season. He's obviously has talent. His forty nine touches. He is almost irrelevant to this point. There are so many people to feed in that backfield right now. Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, Peyton Barber, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. I would not be surprised if he gets cut. Guys? Guys. Oh. I could see him getting cut. It would not surprise me. You need, if you're going to get guys, wait super, super late. Super, super I, late. I, I, just, I, I don't see the, I don't think the risk to reward ratio are the Washington Redskins going to be a good football team this year? No. Okay, so are they going to be able to run the ball a good amount? No, probably not. Okay, and, and then AP is going to get it. I mean, if they aren't going to do that, they're going to pass the ball. They already said McKissick is going to be that pass catching back, right? They have. So that takes away a drastic amount of upside for Darius Geis in general. That would be true. So what are you getting? What are you getting out of him? You're really getting nothing. You're getting a name. Don't do it. AP has already said that he wants that rushing title and he wa- he wants to be all higher on the list of career rushing yards to beat Emmett, Emmett Smith. I mean, he's not going to beat Emmett Smith. I think Emmett Smith is wildly out of reach, but I mean, of course, when you're trying to get as far up on the list as possible, you're going to need touches obviously to do that. And so guys just seem so far out of reach on the, Washington team that we don't really know what their first team name is anymore. We don't know what the name is. So, be. so they're just Washington now. You said Washington Redskins. That was incorrect. That was, they are the Washington football team as of right that now. That was very incorrect. Did you hear about the guy in West Virginia that is just absolute savage and and tried to uh, copyright every single name for Washington? Really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he has like ten or twelve names, like Washington. I don't know. It was like Washington. Wildcats or some some weird. There was like twelve of them. Really, this guy's gonna make a boatload of money. That's if a one troll. of those names wants to do it. He trolled them He's so troll. hard. That's a troll. I like that guy so hard. I respect it. If if he nails that, Redskins, it w- actually wouldn't be a surprise. Redskins are horribly run franchise. So I mean, how do you mm. not just try to copyright as many names as possible that you think is gonna be close? Right off the bat, that's I, what I, I would do. I think you that would that would be intelligent. Yes, but Dan Snyder probably is still fighting teeth and bone to not change that name. No, he said he's going to change it now. I now he now he is, but at the time, I think he was. I think he was resisting the I hope, whole way through. I hope that guy makes them pay like twenty million for that. Yeah, name. I, I don't think so. I mean, that Dan, would be hilarious. Dan, Dan Snyder would not give somebody twenty million for a specific football name. At that point, he just wouldn't change it at all. Even a million would be hilarious. It doesn't even matter. Even five hundred thousand dollars would be hilarious. I would laugh. I would. I, I would I'd, laugh. I'd laugh. If you had that name, how much would how much would it cost? Oh, it would cost a lot. It would. Hit. I'm not doing it less than a million. It's got to be more yeah, than a million. It's got to be it more would than probably a million. be about four or five million. Yeah. That's fair. If they came in and they were like, I'll give you a million dollars right now. I'd be like, you must want this name real bad. How about 10? (laughs) 10? Let's see it. And then you'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. We can do, maybe we can do six. Six? I'd be like, no, maybe I can do nine, five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Never mind. 11 million. (laughs) Oh, you disrespected me in my own house? Okay. 20 million. (laughs) 
Honestly, I'd probably take like fifty dollars for the name. <laughs> You're a horrible bargaining chip, dude. If we ever have a contract, I can't let you talk to people. Like, yeah. This is gonna be horrible. The, the, it's like, oh, you got a you got gum? What kind of flavor? What flavor? Uh, oh, big five spearmint. Spearmint. I'll take. You can have the name. I'll take that. No big deal. Then, then he he could call me up and be like, hey, I'll give you like a twenty piece nuggets. And a medium fries. So I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Nugs, All right, are, good. Nugs are good, though. Yeah, I'd be like, All right. Nugs are pretty good. <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> but no. <laughs> uh, I think you got anything else? Uh, that's that's one through five. I still can't believe Darius Geis it's, is up there. It's I, it, People are taking him? I, you sure you had the right I list up? Did you have like a dynasty draft Maybe, list? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Um, it was interesting. It's interesting. I, I, we'll see how many we nail on this. So yeah, we, we do have the, to the top, keep the, a list. We'll keep a list, we'll keep and a then list. we'll go over it midseason, mid-season. and see what we got. I I think the Derrick Henry. I think the top two rounds are going to be interesting. Yeah, because, uh, with Aaron Jones, DeAndre. I I think Aaron Jones is going to be a bust. Yes, for his draft. You, thank De- you. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins is going to be hard choice. I think Derrick Henry is going to be hard choice, and Cooper I think could be a bust on yes. where he's drafted at. But it, it's going to be interesting. I like this segment. Okay, this was a fun one. Now, now, do you think we should do a Rounds six through ten bust, or do you think we should go to must haves one through five? I think must haves. Must have one I think through five. We, I think we go must have one through five. Must have one through five. Alrighty. Well, I think well, that is a good idea. And be sure, remember to like and subscribe to obviously the YouTube channel, but more importantly, the podcast up in whatever every streaming and podcast platform there is whether it's apple spotify android and remember we didn't exactly say this this probably should have been said a whole lot earlier but our website uh, ttt see if you were going to mention fantasy that. football as said right there right right there You're horrible at point right, hey, i'm trying to like do it while like looking at the camera like to make this, sure it's like, like that nah, woo, right there let's go there you go is up and live where we have our rankings we have couple articles there yes we wrote some articles us too just kidding he didn't i did <laughs> is on there ttt fantasyfootball.com yep. is up and live we were very proud of it of course we don't know anything about technology so figuring everything out was fun to say the least we're still gonna upgoad some more articles yeah. obviously uh, we got nader's article up there it's a good read take a look I think I think it was interesting, and I think it forces you to look differently about how COVID nineteen is affecting the fantasy football draft. Awesome! I think we're good. We'll see you guys next time. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 